This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, thank you, Donald Trump, for yet another terrific pronunciation. I would give you a formal commendation, but um, I'm afraid that would, because you are such a polarizing figure, that would cast a pall over some of the other people that are recipients of this week's the Other Side of Midnight presents Commendation. Let me begin with a commendation for Walmart. I'm not a big fan of Walmart, honestly, but you got to give the devil its due. Walmart is the most popular grocery chain in America with 25.2% of market share, dwarfing Costco. When it comes to grocery shopping amidst soaring inflation rates, consumers are up in arms with the high price at the checkout lane, grumbling how it's costing them twice the price for half the amount of food. But one thing is for sure, they love Walmart a lot. Walmart won the favor of fans as it was rated the most popular grocery chain with 25.5% of market share. Dwarfing runner-up Costco and the popular Whole Foods, Whole Foods, which only holds 7.1% and 1.8% respectively. So you got to give the devil his due there. I want to commend Dennis Barnes. Dennis Barnes, he's really an incredibly impressive young man. Dennis Barnes is a senior at International High School of New Orleans. And he has now set a new national record by receiving... Ready for this? Listen to this. By receiving offers from 125 colleges and universities, totaling more than $9 million in scholarships. That is more than any other college-bound senior in U.S. history. The school said that Barnes, a New Orleans native, applied to 200 schools across the country and plans to announce his college decision tomorrow, May 2nd. The number of offers Barnes received breaks the previous record documented in the Guinness Book of World Records held by a Lafayette High School senior who received $8.7 million in scholarships in 2019. The school is contacting Guinness to make Barnes' new record official. That's impressive. You're going to get $9 million in scholarship offers? That is a special young man and an impressive one. So commendation to you, Dennis Barnes. Speaking of money, which we now know buys happiness, I have to give a commendation to Lamar Jackson. After uh, Lamar Jackson just signed a deal with the uh, ja- the uh, Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens. Big shout out to our listeners on WCBM in Baltimore. Love you guys. Lamar Jackson's deal is worth $260 million over five years with $185 million guaranteed. This makes Jackson the league's highest paid player ever with an average annual salary of $52 million. It puts Jackson just ahead of Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts, who recently became the league's highest paid player after signing a five-year $255 million extension. Now, these salaries are remarkably impressive, but they're even more impressive when you consider that the NFL teams have to contend with a salary cap. So he's making a fortune 
even though the Ravens know that means they're going to be able to pay a little less for some other players. I'll tell you, you you only pay someone this if you think you're going to make that money back and more. And I think that speaks well of Lamar Jackson's talent and his team's ability to negotiate. So congratulations to you, Lamar Jackson. I have to give a commendation to Steven Spielberg because you remember the whole debate about these Roald Dahl books. This Steven Spielberg, who's very in with the kind of socially liberal crowd, a very politically correct crowd, he came out and said that none of these books, whether it's Roald Dahl, who wrote the Willy Wonka books, or anybody else, none of these authors' works should be censored for containing what was regarded to be offensive language. The books were republished with language, considered. we talked about this at the time, considered to be more inclusive by today's standards. So Spielberg joked in reference to Dahl's classic book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, nobody should ever attempt to take the chocolate out of Willy Wonka ever. But then on a more serious note, he added, for me, it's sacrosanct. It's our history. It's our cultural heritage. I do not believe in censorship in that way. Amen. I think Steven Spielberg, as an artist and as a chronicler of history, is exactly right. Um, And it's important that voices like him are heard in this debate because this is unfortunately something that's coming up again and again. You have these classic works of literature, these classic works of cinema that are being edited to adjust for the times, and they should not be. These works should be preserved and read and enjoyed as is. And he even said that um, he regrets, Spielberg said he regrets editing guns out of his classic 1982 film, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. When it was re-released for the 20th anniversary, they replaced these guns with walkie-talkies. And he said, that was a mistake. I should never have done that. E.T. is a product of its era. No film should be revised based on the lenses we now are either voluntarily or being forced to peer through. E.T. was a film that I was sensitive to the fact that the federal agents were approaching kids with firearms exposed, and I thought I would change the guns into walkie-talkie, walkie-talkies. Years went by, and I changed my own views. I should never have messed with the archives of my own work, and I don't recommend anyone do that. All our movies are a kind of signpost of where we were when we made them, what the world was like and what the world was receiving when we got these those stories out there. So I really regret having that out there. I so appreciate those comments, and I so appreciate that he's a big enough man to admit that he was wrong to do this. And I hope other filmmakers that consider revising their work that is out of step with today's sensibilities will keep that in mind. Uh, I wish the Audubon Society would have kept it in mind in California and other places where they're trying to do it before changing their name to something other than the Audubon Society. So good for you. I want to commend Natalie Davies. Natalie Davies is a Connecticut nursing student from Sacred Heart University. And um, she just submitted a paper on the importance of training the public in CPR before leaving for spring break. 
Just 12 hours later, she found herself administering CPR at the airport, JFK Airport, to help save a man's life. She was waiting for her flight at JFK in New York, where she was set to head to New Orleans to begin her spring break trip. And then she heard someone scream. And she sees a man lying on the ground, and her instincts took over, along with another passenger, who she later learned was a cardiologist. Davies began to respond to the unconscious man. And they couldn't find a pulse, so she began doing CPR compressions. Someone nearby brought the pair an automated external defibrillator, and the cardiologist admitted, administered the shock, but a pulse was still not found. After three more rounds of CPR compressions and AED administrations, the man's pulse returned. They saved this guy's life at the airport. Total stranger with CPR. It really does illustrate the importance of CPR training being made aware, uh, available to the public and the public taking it upon themselves to learn CPR. I want to commend Ernest Horpsfall. Ernest Horpsfall from Preston in Lancashire in Great Britain served with the Royal Electrical and Mechanical Engineers in World War II as a staff sergeant from 1940 to 1946. He just celebrated, this World War II veteran just celebrated his 105th birthday. God bless him. He received more than 4,000 cards, birthday cards, following an appeal for people to send him their greetings. King Charles and the Prime Minister were among those who sent cards. So the Blackpool branch of the Royal British Legion put out the call for cards as Mr. Horsfall has no immediate family and he lives in a residential home. And sure enough, the public responded with 4,000 birthday cards. Uh, This man was married and he had a son and a sister. But um, at the age of, uh, you know, 105, he has survived just about everybody. Um, really just incredible guy. At the age of 43, he took his first flying lesson and was a private pilot until the age of 93 when companies would no longer insure him. So uh, incredible guy, and I'm glad the public responded and sent him some birthday cards. I want to commend Dylan Reeves. Dylan Reeves is a 13-year-old. Really impressive young man. Dreams of being a hockey player or a police officer someday. But what he did is really remarkable. On Thursday in Michigan, he's a middle school kid, the entire school district of Warren Consolidated Schools saluted him by hosting a ceremony for the community to come out and hear the story of how he saved the day. He's a quiet kid, goes to Carter Middle School, about 20 miles north of downtown Detroit, and he sprang into action during a bus ride home from school Wednesday afternoon when he saw the driver, the school bus driver, had passed out behind the wheel. And in a video provided by the Warren Consolidated Schools, the bus driver is talking on the phone saying she needed to pull over. She, I think I said it he before. As she does, the bus glides slowly And the female driver becomes unconscious. Imagine this. Bus full of kids in the car. Driver's unconscious. That's when Dylan Reeves, quick-thinking 13-year-old that he is, quickly clutches the brake and steers the bus 
to a complete stop. Screams can be heard from other students as Dylan yells to them to call 911. The superintendent said the name of the driver and and her condition is not being released. She's still hospitalized. The driver's age was also not released, but they were a fairly new bus driver who started just last year. So there's an ongoing investigation regarding whether the driver was under the influence, but school officials don't believe that's the case. So this young man is being recognized appropriately so for his bravery. Seventh grader steering school bus to safety. Very admirable. And I love this story. Absolutely love it. There is no way you can listen to this story and tell me there's no God. I want to give a commendation to Geraldine Gimblet. Geraldine Gimblet has a daughter who was diagnosed with breast cancer. So her mother, uh, Geraldine, takes out her entire life savings to take care of her daughter when she was sick. The day before her daughter's last cancer treatment, the Florida resident was at a convenience store in Lakeland, Florida. While she was there, she decided to buy a scratch-off lottery ticket. She specifically wanted the $2 million bonus cash world ticket, but it almost didn't happen. So at first, the gas station clerk thought that there were no tickets left, but she asked him to double-check because she likes the crossword games the best, and he found the last one. That ticket turned out to be a winner worth a whopping $2 million. So her daughter and her granddaughter were with her last Friday when she claimed her big prize at lottery headquarters in Tallahassee. So she chose to receive the winnings as a one-time lump sum payment of $1.645 million. The $10 scratch-off game launched last May features eight top prizes of $2 million and 22nd tier prizes. She, she took out her whole life savings to help pay for her daughter's cancer treatment. And the day before her daughter's last treatment, she wins $2 million in the lottery. Is that a miracle or what? God really did look out for her. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, I want to give a commendation to a pizza delivery driver that we know only as Tyler. No last name. 29-year-old driver for Coco's Pizza in Delaware County helped police apprehend a fleeing car thief after stepping in as a police chase unfolded in front of a home where he was making the delivery. Not only did this guy see the police chasing this fella, but essentially they're in pursuit of this suspect that had stolen a car. The fleeing teen's vehicle hits a pole, a 17-year-old kid. The fleeing teenager's vehicle hits a pole along a residential street where Tyler was standing on a doorstep still holding a hot pizza and waiting for the homeowner to pay for their meal. And this is all captured, by the way, on doorbell camera video that's been shared online. And the video shows Tyler jumping into action and tripping the suspect as he ran by, helping the police make the arrest. He delivered the pizza, and it was still hot. So he not only 
catches the bad guy or helps the police catch the bad guy, he makes the delivery. I mean, this is an all-star pizza guy, if ever there was one. So commendation to you, Tyler. I also want to give a commendation to Manny Teixeira. He is New York City's longest-serving doorman, and he has announced that he is about to hang up the uniform. He has worked at the same condo on East 96th Street and Lexington Avenue in Manhattan for six decades. Decades. So he started working at the building, Trafalgar House condominiums on the Upper East Side in the 60s just after it opened. And for six decades, he stood there with a smile, a hello, and some advice, if anyone wanted it. So I think that's great. I want to commend Barbie. This is wonderful. Barbie has just released a doll with Down syndrome. And uh, Barbie may have started off as a tall, busty blonde, but Mattel has now created many iterations of the doll over the years. She's used a wheelchair. She's become curvier. She's had a range of skin tones. And now they are releasing the first Barbie with Down syndrome. See, Kate Green's nine-year-old daughter, Lorelai, already has a large Barbie collection. And when Green first showed her daughter, who has Down syndrome, the iconic doll's latest update, which was created in partnership with the National Down Syndrome Society, the young girl looked lit up. She said, what? No way. Yay, Mommy. Look mine. Uh, And so Lorelai is really just now recognizing that she has Down syndrome and may not even notice that the new Barbie has Down syndrome right off the bat. But Green sees it as a step in the right direction in helping her daughter take pride in herself. I really think this is so important. And I'm not one of these guys that loves 900 different versions for every, you know, of dolls for every possible circumstance. When you have Down syndrome, you have to struggle with a lot. You have to struggle a lot just with getting through life on a daily basis. You have to struggle, especially as a child, with the rigors of being mocked at times by your peers. And my hope with this doll is that um, children with Down syndrome will get this doll and play with it and see that um, they're not some sort of freak, that they're that they're. They're just like everybody else, and there's a doll for them. And I also hope that children that don't have Down syndrome will get this doll and learn how to interact with and accept children that may be different from them that do have Down syndrome. And I I really think this is important, and I think Mattel's doing a great thing here. And uh, I applaud them for it, and I give them a, a sincere commendation. I also want to give a commendation to Pope Francis. He has cleared the way for women and lay Catholics to vote in the upcoming bishops meeting in a series of changes to the upcoming meeting of bishops. Pope Francis has is allowing lay women and men to participate as voting members. Five men and five women from religious orders are added to the assembly and will be given the power to vote on resolutions. I think this is great. One of the things that I think is a real shame with the Catholic Church is they, and this is one of the things that I enjoy about the Episcopal Church, is they don't allow women to serve as priests. And I think there's still a lot of vestiges of misogyny within the Catholic Church. And I think that this is a very positive step in terms of allowing women to play a greater role 
in what's going on in church life. I think that's great. And then uh, penultimately, I want to give a commendation to Drew Magi or Drew Magi. Drew Magi is almost like a real life bull Durham. He got his first two major league hits on Saturday night, three days after making his big league debut. Now that's and his first RBI, but that's not a big deal. People make their big league debut all the time. But here's what's unusual: he made his big league debut with the Pirates following 13 years in the minor leagues. 13 years in the minor leagues. I mean, that is a real life Bull Durham. 33 years old, making his Major League debut. I love this story. One, I love that he finally made the Major Leagues. Two, I love that this guy, and I really so admire this guy, and I and I find him to be pretty inspiring, and I'm rooting for him now all the time. And I hope he gets other opportunities to stay in the Major Leagues. Two, this is such a dramatic display of wherewithal, of pursuing your dreams, of how at an age and after a length of time when most people would have given up, this guy stuck with his dream of pursuing a major league career. I think this is just a wonderful story. And to be able to make the major leagues after 13 years of toiling in the minors, it makes me so happy. And I'm glad that he was able to get his first big league hit and his first RBI. And fans at Nationals Park... Um, keep in mind, that's the opposing team. They chanted Maggie's name during and after the at-bat, and again, when he came off the field at the end of the half inning. His teammates cheered him from the railing of the dugout. I mean, this is just wonderful. Getting cheered by the opposing team? I mean, this is just great. I love this guy. Uh, and lastly, I want to commend the Kurtz family, uh, namely my friend Jesse Kurtz, who has been a friend uh, 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 for a long time and been a guest on this show. He's a city councilman in Atlantic City. He, he and his wife just gave birth, just had their ninth child. Ninth child. Can you imagine? There is a new Kurtz, Valerian Thomas Ransom, has entered the world. Um, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Number nine. So now they have five boys, four girls. This is very similar to my wife's family. She is one of nine, and I think they have the same breakdown. Five boys, four girls, right? Wait. Rachel, Sharon, Deborah, Sarah. Yeah, five boys, four girls. So the Kurtz family and the O'Brien family, now nine. Incredible. Incredible. I, you know, I look at the amount of time, energy, and money one child takes. I can't imagine what this guy is doing for nine children. I mean, that's that's got to be a handful. That's for sure. All right. Uh, that concludes this week's edition of Commendations. If you have a thought, a comment, a question about anybody that was commended or not commended, you can give me a call at 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano.